Hey, my name is John Bonham. Welcome to my podcast, Daddy Confessions. I'm an educator and father of two boys. This podcast is for dads and about dads. We will talk about things that dads are faced with as they go through their journey in fatherhood. This podcast is for every kind of dad, from soon-to-be dads to those dads who are now empty nesters. Welcome to another episode of Daddy Confessions. Today, uh, I am here with, um, I'm going to say a friend of mine. Uh, everybody's a friend, friend of the podcast, friend of the show. And um, and James Izzard, uh, I will let you introduce yourself today. James, can you introduce yourself to the people? Sure. Thanks, John. I appreciate the opportunity to be on with you today. I think it's really cool, this podcast you have. Um, my name is James Izar Jr. I am a father of four, um, a husband of 26 years. My wife and I celebrate 26 years this year. Um, my life is pretty um, um, adventurous, I'll say it that way. Um, we, we've been in pastoral ministry for about 25 years. I'm also a executive and life coach and, um, and a father. So that's what I think lands me here today, the father piece. So I'm looking forward to talking a little bit about that. So. Good to be with you, John. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, you know, thank you for being here. You know, uh, James, it's so weird calling James because I called you pastor for so many years. But Bishop <laughs> Izzard uh, was my pastor for, for, for several, for, I don't mean, eight years, seven years, something like that, um, when we moved back into the D.C. area. And uh, someone who I look up to, uh, I you know, I, I watched him raise his kids over the past seven years. I know some people have seen you and known you for much longer than that. But for me, um, having a seven-year-old, uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, what am I doing here as a father trying to figure it all out and being able to uh, even watch from a distance um, as you were are raising your kids uh, has been something that has been really, really, um, you know, inspiring for me, right? And so today we're going to talk about... Um, what are some of the things that we wish we would have known about fatherhood um, before we became a father or as we were becoming a father? So, you know, you, you get to that day when the kids are being born and uh, you're in the, the, the hospital room, you're watching them, you know, come into this world and uh, you realize very quickly that you have a little person that you had to take care of. Um, and in your case, four little people that you had to take <laughs> care of, <laughs> not yeah. all at once before, you know. And yeah. so, um, so my first question is, um, you know, what was one thing that you realized very early on uh, as a as a parent um, about raising kids that you wish you would have known uh, prior to day one? Yeah, that's a good question, man. I I, I remember. Uh, with our first child, so we have two boys, two girls, as you know, our oldest is uh, 24 now. But I remember when she was born, um, the biggest uh, the biggest emotion I felt was fear. I was I was just deathly afraid <laughs> of being a new dad. Um, and I think for a lot of reasons, but one of the things I originally I, I learned right off the front on off the bat was that you know you don't have to have all the answers and you don't have to have all the resources. Um, I thought I needed to have enough, I had needed to have all the answers and I needed to have enough money. And, um, I don't know, unless you, unless you're either born into wealth or you, you have, um, a special situation, you know, the question of whether or not you can handle this, uh, you know, financially is always, is always going to be a question. And then whether or not I have the answers that I need to have to, you know, address every situation that my, my children or my family face is always a question. So those were things that I wish I had known ahead of time. Like you don't have to have all the answers, right. nor do you have to have a whole lot of money. You like you just you kind of this thing you kind of work it out as you as you go along. Um, so that was something for me that I learned early on. Now I I'm I'm right there with you, and I think that um, it, it's always one of the things that I I, I hear a lot from people um, as they are thinking about starting a family, right? Is they 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 want to get to a place where they feel secure. Uh, yeah. like mostly financially is what they're talking about, right? Having that financial security. Um, and the reality of it is, is that there's, there's never enough security 
in terms of the finances to make sure that you can give your child everything that they need, right? Because yeah. there's always going to be um, uh, a situation where, um, and what, what I've found, uh, and I remember hearing about this recently, is that one of the things that um, has been most interesting for me is, is understanding how important it is to um, give up something for your children, right? Like it's sacrifice. Yeah. Um, you, you know, when you bring a person into the world, right? So you, when you're having a child, um, bringing a child into the world, you are, um, in fact, you know, saying that I want to give as much as I possibly can to that little person so that they can be secure and safe um, and ultimately successful, whatever that looks like. Um, and that means a certain amount of sacrifice, right? Yeah. You, you, you know, you don't, you sacrifice sleep first. <laughs> then you, then you sacrifice, you know, time, right? Yeah. Like it's, and, uh, and, and it's all for the good, right? You're, you're, yeah. you're giving that little person so much. Um, and that's why, and this is something that um, for me is important uh, is the idea of having two parents, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that sacrifice can be so much for one person. I, I saw it with my mother. And so having two parents who are engaged in that process makes that sacrifice more manageable. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, you hit, you hit something real important. I think um, the whole intent behind why we have children. Um, and uh, the reality is, I mean, people have children for different reasons. Um, Sometimes they have children because, you know, they were engaged in an act that resulted in them having a child. They had no intent of having a child. They had no plans of having a child. So now all of a sudden they have to align their thinking with, okay, now I'm a father, now I'm a mother. I got to, you know, kind of change my thought process. And then there are other people who do plan that process, right, um, where they, they plan to become parents. Um, and and you're, you're so right. You know, a selfish person can never make for a good parent, I think, because it teaches you right off the bat that, you know, you can, you have to be selfless and give up your time, give up, you know, you, you really don't belong to yourself anymore. Right. You know, if you, in my opinion, if you're going to do it right, um, you know, you really have to take that, that child's well-being and, and, you know, at heart and do what's going to be best for them. And that can be tough if you're used to kind of doing your own thing, your own way, how you want to do it and when you want to do it. The other thing is some people have children because it, it, it sort of fills a void, I think, in their own sort of heart and life, and it appeases an emotional part of them that hadn't necessarily developed fully yet, right? And gives them this sort of comfort, um, and that can make for a difficult situation. But to your point, though, I agree with you, John. If if you have, if we all have, if we're having children from the perspective of this is a little person that we're bringing into the world that we want to give ourselves to, to make them good, productive citizens. Who understand how to interface and interact with life and with people, then it takes a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. a lot of sacrifice. So, um, with 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 that said, uh, it, it brings me to a a piece of um, you know, th all those this is daddy confessions. We talk about marriage as well for sure. Yeah. Uh, the piece of what now? How long were you and your wife married prior to having your first child? Uh, two years, two years, right at two years. Okay. So now, you know, I, I imagine when you all were first married, it was exciting. You know, y'all were you doing, you know, young married people things, you know, going out, having dinner, enjoying life, things like that. What was one of the biggest <clears throat> changes you noticed, uh, as it relates to your marriage once you all had your first child? Well, it was a lot of, I keep in mind, we were babies. Like, so when we got married, I was, I think I had just turned 22. My wife had just turned 20, 20 or 21. Um, so we were young, man. Like you said, we were running and gunning. We were going out. We were just, I mean, it might be, the, we might wake up, we might fall asleep and wake up at one o'clock in the morning and say, hey, you want to get something to eat? And we'll get up and just go out and do something. But once you have kids, that, that, that all kind of changes, like that goes out the window. Um, Plus, you know, you're young, you're energetic. And so, you know, we were very uh, attracted to each other, put it that way. Um, so when you have children, you know, those types of times when you want to kind of be together, you have to plan those things, right? right? So 
Um, so we noticed immediately. And then I'll be honest. So I was used to having uh, my wife's sort of like full attention, right? And she was used to having my full attention. So when we had our first child, I had to adjust like, oh, you know, like uh, I got to like I actually got to share myself now. Like I got to share the attention. So that was an adjustment for me, too, um, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So I had to, um, you know, I had to I had to really make that adjustment to realize, OK, you know, it's no longer just me, no longer just her. We got to like you, your turn, use your term, a little person in the mix that we love as part of us. And we got to like really adjust how we do things. So everything we did at that point was done with the consideration of how does this impact our, our daughter, right. right? How does this impact what we're doing as a family? So, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was a big change for us. Yeah, that's, that's, it's interesting. I'm glad you mentioned that about, um, you know, sharing your spouse, right? Yeah. Because I think that, um, I think the interesting part for me is, um, I oftentimes, you know, I grew up, my father was not there for most of my life. Um, and I oftentimes think that maybe it was, you know, not making excuses for him and why, <laughs> why he left, but thinking about whether he understood that piece of it, right? That, yeah. that sacrifice, yeah. another, again, another sacrifice of, of, of time as it relates to the attention he was getting from my mother, right? And how that had to change pretty drastically once there's a baby involved. And it yeah. and it should it should be both ways, right? Like we as dads, we we are supposed to be, you know, just as engaged as mom, but we we know that the kids gravitate towards they towards towards mom. Yeah. Uh, I just saw a little uh little TikTok video the other day where this mom and this mother and father were standing on either side of the kid and they had their son and their daughter in the middle. And they say run in either direction and see who the kids follow. And every time the kids went with mom, like <laughs> not surprising, <laughs> you know, that doesn't surprise me. Like, I don't care, you know, boys, girl, it doesn't matter. They mom is the one that they're gonna follow, right? So, yeah. um, but what that does mean is that as men, as husbands, you know, the the situation that we married into uh yeah. when there were not kids there was one of full attention. Like we yeah. gave each other full yeah. attention. We had that time to give each other full attention. And that is no longer the case. Um, so yeah. circling back, you know, I sometimes I, I'm like, well, I see men who dip out early on in their in their in their when they, you know, when their wives have kids or when they're the person that they're with has kids, even if they're not married. And I oftentimes wonder if that is the reason why they are why they think about or why they leave, right? Because they just, they don't feel like they're getting the time anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's possible, man. I know, um, you know, speaking of daddy confessions, I mean, and that was extra hard for me because, um, you know, my situation was probably, was the exact opposite of yours. So like you said, you know, your dad was gone early. My dad was always there, my mom was always there, but I was, I was an only child growing up. Uh, I had older siblings, but they were like almost adults. Um, so I was a product of a second marriage, my mom and dad. Um, you know, my dad was um, my mom's second husband. Um, and then, so I was born out of that union. So I, my, my siblings were older. So I was used to all the attention as a kid. Like, I mean, I was always given all the, you know, they were always, everything they did was surrounded around me. Um, you know, whether it was my sports, school, whatever it was. So I think I had a false sense of um, expectation, right? Of what, what, things were going to be when I got married. So that really made me, it made it hard for me when we had a kid. I'm expecting, nah, I'm, I'm the center of attention with my wife. She's the center of attention with me. And you got a kid and I got to share this space. So to that point, yeah, it's hard, man. It's hard. And a, and a less mature person, you know, it's, it's, it can be hard to process that if you don't have people to help you process through that, you know? And, and you chose to do it uh, at least two more times after that, bring more kids into the... <laughs> Yeah, man, I don't know what I, yeah, I was. <laughs> so, so, you know, for the, for the people, uh, James has uh, a, a, a daughter, the oldest mm -hmm. child, a son mm -hmm. and twins. Um, and yeah. You, you listen to the podcast. You've heard me talk about twins, how I wanted twins. I'm glad at this point, but we ain't trying again. We, we're done. Uh, or else I would probably end up being like James here and having four kids. And I think we, I think two is our max. I, I got enough yeah. gray hair. Yeah. Can do it again. And 
I'm older than you were when you started having kids. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you know, you know, John, we weren't planning for number three and for three and four. We weren't planning. Um, you know, my wife at the time was actively like we were, you know, using, you know, things to try to keep, you know, she was these birth control, things like that. But she got pregnant anyway. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, all right, well, we're gonna okay, this is number three. But when we found out it was three and four, that's a whole nother, like that's a whole nother podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's and it, it, it's so interesting though how many people I know who have twins, and you know, I I, I didn't think they were that. Uh, I would I would know that many people who've had twins, but it's yeah. it's interesting to, to see and hear people talk about talk about that kind of um, family they're, dynamic. They're fun. They're really fun. <laughs> they're really fun. So so let's talk a little bit about um, you know let's let's move along a little bit you know so you, so your oldest is is born now you are uh, you guys have a second so you have your 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 second child who's now what 18 19 20, 20? man that, yeah. that went fast yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's right he's 20 now yeah. and um so now you have two kids right yeah. and um tell me a little bit about what um you felt changed in terms of the dynamic the family dynamic maybe um once your second child was born so both me and my wife i think at that point we were probably a lot more comfortable um because there was a four-year difference between my oldest our oldest and our son so we had been married two years um when we had our oldest and then it was four years before we had our son james so um, we had matured a little bit by then, you know what I mean? And, and I think we both were a little more comfortable. The only thing was there was an outside dynamic that, that impacted it. So um, I had gotten a new job in, in a new profession, right? In, in federal, federal law enforcement. And that required me to go to be away for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son, James at the time was, he was, he was a toddler, he was a little, little baby. Well, he was a baby, he was probably, James was probably 18 months, something like that. So um, that was a that was a unique dynamic because there was a whole two and a half month time frame there where I totally didn't have any physical contact with him or my wife because of the job situation. Um, but when I came back, I think we were able to pick up, keep on moving much smoother than we were with the first of our daughter because we had learned so much, right. you know, and at, by that point, I already kind of knew how this works. So I had got, got past that whole, I need the attention right. type thing. And, you know, I really just start focusing on the blessing and the beauty of, of, a, of a child, you know, and like saying, okay, I need to learn. I still say to this day, confession here, I still say to this day that with our daughter, if I could go back to those first four years of her life, I would have done things so much differently. Mm-hmm because I was so filled with fear. I was, I was nervous as a new father, because I was so young. Right. I was nervous as a new father. I was nervous as a new husband. I had a daughter. For me, everybody is different. For me, that created another layer of anxiety. Right. Um, maybe that's a confession about who I was years ago. And that's, that's part of my issue, right? <laughs> but that created another layer, another layer of anxiety. And I feel, I just was afraid, right? So I wish I could go back and enjoy that time versus just kind of getting through it, if yeah. you will. You know, we love our daughter and all that, but I just, so I would go back and do that different. I think that was different when I had my son, we were we were in a different place. We were just in a different headspace. You know, it's interesting that you said that. And I appreciate you saying that because I think that, you know, it's, there is just anxiety that comes along with having a child, having this person who relies on you for everything and trying to figure out, make sure you're doing it the right way. Right. You know, you can, there's, but I'm sure there's books. I don't think I've ever read any, we took classes on how to change diapers and and all that stuff. But, but ultimately like, you know, it's, it's just you, it's you and your, and your, and your spouse, right? Like, so the two of you have to figure it out. And this little person is, is your little person, right? Yeah. They, they, they are a member of your family. They are the person who ultimately 18, 20 years from the time that they are born, you're going to see them go off into the world and you, you, you know, you just want to make sure that you're, you're doing it right. And yeah. Um, yeah. I think about that with Trey as well, all the time. I'm like, 
you know, if I could go back and do those first couple of years over, um, I would do things differently. Um, yeah. And I yeah. think that means that Wyatt has <laughs> has um, benefited and well, yeah. maybe benefited, maybe not. He might be a little uh, on the <laughs> on the on the badder side than he should be because <laughs> you know we was like, oh, you know, he'll they just do this 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 happens, That's you know. But, <laughs> and but that wasn't the case with with Trey. Like we were just yeah. you know cocooned around him all, all, all the time yeah. um and so that's so now you have your two right you realize what you could have done differently for your oldest you yeah. got you got your second and then boom yeah. several years later you got two more yeah yeah what did that yeah. do to the dynamic uh in your <laughs> in your family in your house you know it was funny so the two the twins it, they they were born in so they were born in two thousand one, so they're 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 almost um, you know I mean not two thousand one I'm sorry two thousand five James was born two thousand one they're two thousand five so they're like almost sixteen now, so they were born right on that that edge of the whole iPhone generation thing mm-hmm. you know what I mean where like technology the te- technology really drastically and quickly started changing really fast around that time frame. Like it's been changing for a long time. I get that. But like for them, it went quick. Yeah. yeah life. So my son, James, he was born in 2001. He was born at that time too, but he still could have a little bit, he still had a little appreciation for what things were before certain booms in technology. Right. He knew what um, a house phone was. Exactly. It's a good point. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Exactly. He knows what I was talking about. My twins, it's like it's a whole nother world for them. So yeah, we were we were we were pretty much having fun with it by the time we had the twins. Uh still the same, you know, stressors that you have parents with kids, but by then we were just a lot more relaxed and a lot more comfortable. But now we had to adjust to a new world. Like that is the part for me as a father that's been hard. It's like things have evolved so much. And, you know, I've learned that, you know, even with, I can be personal for a moment, even with my own moral convictions, right, as a, as a um, you know, a believer in, in my faith and also in ministry and all those things, my moral convictions, understand that the world has evolved and how it, how it moves, right? And while it may not align with my moral convictions, I'm certainly fixed in what my moral convictions are, but I have to train my kids up in a different world than I was trained up in. Mm-hmm. I got to raise them in a different world than I was raised in. So the way I talk to them about things that are moral convictions for our family, you know, our convictions never change. They are what they are. Right. But the way I talk to them about it changes. You know, those are some of the biggest changes I saw for me and my wife for our twins um, was that things that even my son, James, when he came about, the world was moving a certain way, but by the time my twins were born, the world was really moving different. Right. Like the world was just moving different. Right. And so one of the biggest things for us is we had to really make a huge adjustment in how we parent, uh, how we parented them, how we interacted, how we communicated with them, um, you know, that that type of thing. So that was the biggest thing for us. I think by then we felt better. Now I was scared when I found out we was having twins, for sure. Like I'm like, oh, I'm scared again now, you know. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it was all good, man. We we they're so different though. That's amazing. They came out the same time, but so different. Such a different people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And that's uh, you know that's I think that is it, it's an it's amazing. It is it's amazing to to be able to have, um, you know, a home filled with such different personalities, um, yeah. and be able to to kind of you know my mother always told me and I, and I mentioned this in my one of my um other podcasts about how she always told me you know wait until you have kids and you'll see and what i saw was that the um you know all of the, the situation i put my mother through all the stressors i put her through were due in part to my personality right and the things that i wanted to do and 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 a mixture of um, in my case, uh, interestingly enough, you know, obviously with my mother, my mother and my father, so a mixture of the two, but not really knowing my father, it was, that was always tough because I never understood what always made me upset when she would say, I'm just like my father. Cause I didn't uh, know him, you know, yeah. I had no idea I was like him because I had no idea who he, 
who he was really like i know him i've seen him matter of fact this song the other day but yeah. um but not knowing his personality it made it very tough for me to hear her say that i was just like my father right but i look at my boys now my, my wife and i argue about this all the time <laughs> uh, of, of which part of them is most like us um yeah. like she would say that the boys when i say the boys are loud she would say well that's because of you it comes from your side of family i'll say i'm not a loud person i don't understand where that comes from yeah i think she's a loud person her friends will tell or say that otherwise that she's not loud and it must come from from me but i say all that to say that we look at these little people and and they are you know a conglomer conglomeration of of us right like yeah. of of yeah. Of, of who we are and and you know they take different parts of us and um and they go off and they they live in the in the world and they do things that maybe we never thought we would do yeah. um uh yeah. and that's something that um has been really exciting for me is like trying to to get my sons to a place where they can in no other way to say it kind of be greater than than yeah. i was you know yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, so what do you, what do you, I mean, what do you think about that? So you have, you have older kids, yeah. right? you got, you know, high schoolers and kids off in the, in the world, living their life. What do you yeah. think about that idea of, um, you know, bringing your kids up to be greater than you? And how do you think you kind of, uh, you and your wife kind of put that into place as you, as you all were raising the kids? Yeah. I mean, man, that's the goal. That's been the goal for us. I, like that's a good point you make um because i look parenting to me parenting is one of the greatest blessings you could ever be given yes right it could be frightening you know got time but i mean you get the opportunity to really like help mold the life of a person that can have an impact you know and i think any good parent wants their kids to take the baton and go further than they went uh and that's our goal and the beauty is that and this is something that I've learned over time, you know, um, I've, I've learned over time that you have to let your kids, you have to identify your kids gifts, what they're good at, and then exploit them mm -hmm. in a positive sense, positive like sense, right? help them, help them to become great at what they're good at. You know what I mean? And boost that. And I, that was important because they're not going to be good at what I would good. I, they're not gonna be good at what I'm good at. Oh, I'm not gonna be good at what they're good at. Like I have to appreciate what they're good at and then fan the flame, like, right. you know, let them be great at that. Um, so for us, I, what, what we do is, or what we try to do is we try to help our kids to identify, okay, this is what you really are gifted at. It may not look what, like what daddy is gifted at or mommy's gifted at, but like, this is what you're gifted at. Right. So go like, be really good at that. Like go be really, really good at that and take it, as far as you can take it um that's what we try to do so i mean we definitely want them to be much better than we are i know um like i can look at my kids now and see like the different personalities in each of them you know like micah you i can say the name because you know my you know my right. kids micah is is sort of the he's the cognitive one right he's the brainiac in our in our family his sister malaya she's the very practical one like malaya is only 16 but she could probably live on her own right now and survive because she <laughs> she's just practical right she, she knows how she knows how to navigate life um james is a compassionate one like he's gonna probably be the pastor in the family like he'll probably be the next you know he'll be taking a mantle of pastor from dad at some point um and then tajay is the one who who kind of understands the big picture of life and knows what she wants and goes and gets it so like we identify each of those and like, all right, we need to like appreciate. Um, I need to appreciate that not all my children will go, go to college and get a degree like daddy did or mommy did. Not all of them are going to be a federal, you know, in federal law enforcement or executive or this or that. And just uh, appreciate the, what they're good at, man, and really, really push them in that direction. That's what we try to do. I, I don't know what you, you and my vets sort of thought process well i mean that. you know we 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 still early on in the process but 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 absolutely i i agree with you and and you know and the word keeps rolling around the back of my head as we're talking right now is is it's like our our kids our family is our is our ministry yeah um yeah. you know sure. it, that is it's 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 our it's our ministry and home it's you know taking the 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 people 
in, that we have close to us and and taking their the things that they they are good at and exploiting those for the good, right? Like yeah, yeah. It, creating an environment where they can grow and learn and feel comfortable in the things that they're good at so that they can go out into the world and be productive um, and create their own ministry, right? Yeah. And then, and and that is in their own families and things. And that's really where I, where I see it. And so I, you know, I look at my, my boys every day and I, and I'm, you know, just taking it in all the little things that they're doing um, the things That's that excite great. them, um, yeah. and and being excited by those moments. Now, I don't always <laughs> feel like, man, I you know, I I get it. You like Minecraft? Whew, I'm yeah. kind of sick of hearing about Minecraft. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's. What else can we do with that? Like, how, how else can we? You know, what's the next step beyond playing the game of Minecraft or talking with your friends about Minecraft? And you know, mm -hmm. and I think um, it also goes to uh, them continuing to see us yeah. uh, as people who are growing and learning constantly yeah. right that's so important yeah yeah and i think that when they when they see that um when they know that it's it's not just struggle it's not just um you know uh moments when you feel down right but there's moments of celebration there's moments of moving forward and there are things that we are doing as adults that are for the good of the family uh, and for the good of ourselves, right? So our personal growth, that's when they realize that, you know what? It's not just going through the motions, uh, you know, to get to adulthood. Like there's excitement in that. There's things that we can do um, to continue to be, and it doesn't always happen at one time, right? You don't always get to, like my wife was not, she didn't graduate her undergrad degree as a nurse. Right. Yeah. But that's what she loves. And that's what she's doing now. And she's stuck with it. And she's, you know, going back to school again. And she's and she's making it happen um, in the in the way that works for her. And so yeah. my sons tell me that, you know, daddy, I don't want to go to college. I want to do this. Yeah. And then later on down the line, they decide that that's something they want to do. That's fine with me. You know, we we everything doesn't have to happen in the straight line. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's awesome. You know, Man, that's powerful you said that because uh, you learned that far earlier than I did, man. I, it took me a minute to learn that. Like, uh, and it's funny, my best, your wife's story is the same as my wife's story in, in, in that regard. But so she, my wife, my wife is more likely to think that way than I am. Like, I'm a linear thinker just in general. Like, that's just how I live. Like, that's just me. So it took me a long term, long time to learn. Like you said, everything doesn't happen in a straight line. Like, it's different. And I remember growing up, my parents, so neither one of my parents graduated from high school, right? Because of the era they were in, they right. had to, you know, they had to come home and work and all that. But I remember them always saying, hey, son, you know, you're going to be the first one of our family, graduate from college, you got to go to college, blah, blah, blah. You know, they just kind of put that in me. And so when that happened, I just came out thinking, yeah, it's not an option. All of my kids got to go to college, like, period. This is, you know, you know, just to use one example, that was my thinking on that. But then as you know, you, you learn and you grow and like, yeah, but like there's so many other things that they could, that they're good at, that they could do that they may not necessarily need to go to college for. Right. They may not want to go to college or they may not be, that might not be their thing. Right. Um, so it took me a long time to learn that, that you, it's, it's a blessing that you learned it so early in your, your son's life so that when they grow up, like they won't have to go through that phase of you having to learn that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's interesting though because I I do um, I credit my wife for that um, yeah. because that's uh, you know her mindset is that much different than than mine, right? So yeah. um, because I'm very much a linear thinker as well. Like for the most part, like everything for me up until I think I met my wife was pretty much black and white. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's me. That's me. <laughs> it was you know I look. I, I got to go to college. Yeah. I got to get a job. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I guess I'll stay there till I die, right? Or whatever, like until I retire. And that was that was where my mind was. And then I met my wife and I realized that, you know what? It doesn't have to, to be that linear. Um, yeah. And yeah. then we had kids and I realized that their lives could go in many different directions. And I don't want to to pigeonhole them, not because um, I don't think that there's 
some good in having a plan. I do think yeah. there's some good in having a plan, For but sure. I also believe that um, one of the things that has been difficult for me as an adult is, is just feeling completely happy in the work that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, and it's, it's just because sometimes I feel like, you know, I like to, I like to fix things. I like to dabble with computers or now I'm doing this podcast, which I'm really enjoying doing. And that was, that's not the straight line, yeah. right? That's yeah. my, my work is the straight line, but, but those other things that really kind of fuel me are, are really important to me. And I want my kids to understand that it's okay to 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 do things that that fuel you that make you excited yeah. to get up every day and, and do what you what you want to do so man that's awesome that's awesome that that was as you know um as you know being a part of our life in the church for a long time um that was something that more recently for my kids um the transition you know our trend my wife and i's transition from our most recent uh pastorate at the uh, life builders that was something that uh, my kids saw, right? They took note of that and they realized that that, that it was, um, that while on the outside for, for some it appeared that uh, like caught by surprise, but on the inside, I think they saw that and they were like, yeah, that it doesn't have to, they, would, they, they didn't use the terminology linear thinking in a straight line. But since we're talking about it, like, yeah, that, you're right. It doesn't have to be a straight line. Like there are so many ways that you can fulfill your ministry other than just standing up on Sunday morning preaching, you know, to a congregation or doing the pastoral things you do there. Um, and you're right. I think it gave them license, gave my kids license to say, yeah, I, I, oh, yeah, I can do something different. Like I don't have to do this this way. Yeah, um, that's important. That's very important. important. I, I think it's yeah. hugely important. And it's and it's something that, um, you know, they don't tell you when you are, 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 are going through this whole, I want to be a parent, we're about to have a kid thing, right? Like you don't, you don't get that. And I think um, one of the scariest parts is the fact that as a parent, we get set into that mindset, right? Because again, going back to the whole idea of, of having to protect this little person, having to sacrifice for this little person that we, we just think about, okay, well, what do I need to do yeah. to make sure that this person you know this little child grows to be a person right grows to be an adult um yeah. and so we we forget um for a long period of time that uh you know the the sacrifices that we make also have to come with um examples of how we yeah. Are, are living so that our children see that right like i i appreciate all the sacrifices my mother made yeah um more yeah. than she will ever know like i don't think i'll ever be able to tell her enough but yeah. um but what i didn't see was what she did for herself yeah uh the moments that she that she took mm -hmm. for her personal growth and extend and you know and and happiness and and that was something that um, I think was very difficult for me to to make that mind shift because I knew that um, it can't just be all about like what's happening for the for the boys every day all day right like yeah. it's got to be something else to it yeah because they need to see something else yeah um so yeah. no that's true that, that's a good point man that's a really good point. I uh, I thought it was pretty cool when I saw uh, you start the podcast. Um, I'm like, that's unique. That's different. That's pretty cool. Um, so I thought that was unique. And like you said, it's kind of stepping outside of maybe what you had originally would see as uh, the line, right? Right. But but um, it's it's useful as needed, man. It's, especially as fathers, right? We need to be able to talk and be honest about some things, talk about some things, and help each other. Yeah, for sure. And it was, you know, and that's really what it was born out of. Um, you know, it is, it's, it was, it's always just, uh, we hear all the time about how, um, how tough it is for, uh, to parent, right? We also hear how, you know, moms are making sacrifices, but I think is, and, and I'm not taking anything away from that because mothers are making sacrifices for their children. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. growing up in single family, single parent home, I know that <laughs> without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, but yeah. I, but I wanted dads to know that there was an opportunity for them to have conversations, to be able to 
to fully like um you know feel comfortable talking about what they're going through as well yeah. Yeah. um you know i've seen the the um you know i think one of the things that kind of clicked for me was um you know just seeing you know uh, uh pictures of a dad trying to do his daughter's hair yeah. I, don't have, I don't have no daughters yeah. But um, but I could only imagine, you know, if if you are a, a, a like it would have been my case had Wavet been if he had a girl and Wavet was still working, you know, the the crazy shifts and I had to get up and you know get the boys together in the morning. Get if I had a daughter getting her together in the morning, like trying to do her hair. I'm like, that's a that's a very real thing, and it's not just moms yeah. that have to deal with that, right? Like if you as a parent both parents have to to learn how to deal with that on some level and yeah. um but as a as a father we have this this added layer that you know some people will say that you you shouldn't talk about as much now right because the the whole concept of gender roles and da 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 like everybody's talking yeah. about that but i have a shirt on right now that my wife gave me it says husband protector it says husband daddy protector hero nice. right and uh, you know you can't see the whole thing but that's that's what it says and i and i oftentimes think about that because you know i am the protector of this family yeah um you know my wife is a is a protector of this family as well but that is one of my major roles is to protect my family to to guide my family to lead my family um and being able to have a, a place where fathers can come together and talk about that yeah. I think it's really important. So Man, it is important. I, I mean, I think it's awesome. I'm glad you're doing it. Um, I'm like you. I I still hold very much to um, the the more traditional role of what a what a what a father and a husband is in the household. The power, right? The power that is behind having a father uh, or and a husband in the in the in the, in the home. I think it's so powerful. Um, and <laughs> To this day, uh, you talk about fathers doing, trying to do their daughter's hair. To this day, it was one of the running jokes that our family, my wife still, she, she still laughs all the time. Our daughter, our oldest daughter, Tajay, when she was, when she was younger, uh, I, I tried to do her hair, I guess what you call it. Uh, <laughs> man, it was, a, it was a mess. We were trying to, I think maybe we were going to church or something. I don't know, my wife was out of town. Man, I tried to do her hair. It was a mess. But to your point, hey, I, I did what I could. It was right. the best I could do. I was trying to, man. But um, yeah, I mean, we have we have that part. You know, that's that also was a, a valuable lesson. I don't know if you've had this experience, John, but one of the greatest lessons I think I learned as a father is the power of presence. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to always have the right answer, have, you know, do the right, but just being there, the presence gives it gives your children such confidence just the fathers just knowing my dad you know my dad is here he, he's yeah. here he's beside he's with me he's beside me he's cheering me on like that alone just gives them a lot of confidence I um, that's I completely agree completely agree i i i have i mean you know i see it uh, when i look at my boys that it's not about you know my doing the the, the right thing all the time but it's about being able to, to be there for them, right? Yeah. Um, to take those moments to let them know that, you know, whatever they're going through, I'm here, you know? Yeah. And, and I may not know the right answer. I may not know, um, I may not have any answer, but, <laughs> but, what I, yeah. but, what I, but what I do have is a ear and a shoulder um, and we can sit and we can, you know, not talk about it or talk about it. And they, and I think even at this young age, they, they know that they can, they can come to me. Um, yeah, and if yeah. they don't, I'm going to continue to to kind of hammer that home for them because that's yeah. absolutely the case. I don't, I don't want them to ever feel like they can't, can't come to me. Um, yeah. so let me ask you this. Um, yeah. the, so, you know, teenagers, you got teenagers plus now. Yeah. What what would you say was one of the biggest things that you um, started to to learn once you know your oldest became a teenager and now that you have all teenagers? What was one of the things that you wish you would have known about raising teenagers? Um, 
I think I wish I would have known that uh, what I've learned over time is that teenagers kind of need, especially when they get to late teenagehood, not like so much 12, 13, when they get to like 17, 18, 19, they need, as much as they need somebody to tell them what they do, they more so need somebody to be there to consult with, mm. help guide. Um, because at that point, you can tell them what to do just because they live in your house and they got to follow your rules. Right. But they've kind of at that point to begin to develop into like individual personalities and know what they kind of like and don't like, want, don't want. So I know for me, I found like with my sons, especially, it's been more beneficial when they can come to me and say, hey, dad, this is what I'm thinking about. And I just kind of listen, ask them questions that will help them make good choices versus me telling them, this is what I think you should do, son. I did it. I already made that mistake. Don't make that mistake. Do this. That had, to me, I found that that hasn't been as effective because kids are independent thinkers these days and they want to be able to. So I find that I'm more like, I listen, I offer some thoughts on, well, hey, this is what I've seen. This is what I've, you know, encountered. Uh, what do you think about that? And then let them make their own decision. Um, so for me, that's one of the big things that you notice as all teenagers in the house, our conversation is kind of shifted yeah. in that way with them. Yeah, and that, that's that's great. I, I mean, I'm obviously still got a couple of years to go before I start having Yeah, you got a little while. But, <laughs> while. while. but yeah. I think that's, um, I think that's, 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 that's good advice to to not necessarily yeah. spend as much time like talking at them, but let you let yeah. them know like, hey, you know, I'm here. Yeah. As yeah. you know, plus they a, won't they won't rely like so like your kids at their age now they kind of rely on you for everything right for the most part uh, they become teenagers you know their friends the voices in their life get louder like right. their friend's voice now has a place in their life. You know, their boyfriend or girlfriend's voice have a place in their life. You know, whereas your voice right now is the only voice. Mm -hmm. Your size. Well, right. my Trey got a little girlfriend. Uh, oh, okay. Well, uh, okay. But then I guess that, uh, I guess there's a little voice there. Hey, I, I say that. And I, you know, she's a she's a she's a cute little girl. I know her father, you know, they, they yeah. go to school together. Very nice, but it is so weird to hear my little son talk about my girlfriend. I'm like, that is funny. So this is his first. Is this the first like uh like his first little girlfriend? Uh, no, actually, oh, interestingly okay. enough, uh, interestingly okay. enough, he's a, you know, it's uh, we got a whole. I, I told my wife, I was like, man, I am so worried for him because he is he's got his father's heart, and that means it's going to be broken more times than he can remember. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah. and you know he he. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know what it looks like for a seven-year-old uh or even a four-year-old to fall in love because when he was four, he had a little girlfriend and his little funny. preschool. But um I I know what heartbreak looks like and yeah. and when I yeah. see it, I'm we're gonna have to have some conversations and yeah. you know sit down and have a good cry about it because that's it's gonna happen. And that's just because yeah. he's got this this heart for 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 people and and, yeah. and for um he and he loves hard. Uh, yeah. even this, even at the age of seven even um, at the age of seven <laughs> yeah. yeah that's uh that is a tough one I, I'm I tend to be that way too uh, my, my wife says it all the time she's like you love hard and and so do so do my kids you know um so yeah I know what you mean yeah. I know what you mean but um <laughs> but yeah that was the biggest thing we found was that you know like like uh, the voices in our, their lives it was no longer just mostly daddy and mommy's mm -hmm. voice the voices in their lives they became teenagers they have more voices and so you know um obviously they have respect and love for you so your voice still is carries the most weight most of the time um but i don't as they get like 19 20 you have this to look forward to sometimes they will think that they're friends no more or no better and you, i know it's funny to hear that but yeah you're right yeah. it's like uh, i'm like i don't know they haven't lived any longer than you have uh so i don't That's know right. how they know yeah. They're in the same situation you're in, but they're telling you how to how to get out of the situation that they're still in. Right, <laughs> right, right. But um, but you know, you I just we manage that by now again. We don't always tell them what to do. We just there to listen in and say, hey, here's here's some thoughts. If you want to, you know, use it, you can, you know, and kind of go from there. Now I don't know what it's going to look like for me in the future, right? I don't know what yeah. technology is going to look like. I don't know what the relationships that my kids will have will will look like, but 
Um, I do want to talk a little bit, you mentioned earlier about technology and how big of a part technology plays, especially in the twins' life, but probably also in your older mm-hmm. two kids' lives as well. You know, how has that, um, and you or you also mentioned about how you've had to, you talk to specifically the twins differently about the world mm-hmm. because of technology. Um, mm-hmm. What are some things, if you were to, to, to give like a couple of, of, of points for parents of uh, teenagers to think about or that you've learned as you've been talking to your kids about um, the world around them and technology and things like that? Well, one of the things is, I mean, technology now is, has really taken the place for the most part in, of um, common everyday interaction. So all the interactions for my twins, for the most part, are 90% of them are via technology. Um, they connect with their friends, you know, on the video games via technology. They uh, interface with the world through technology. What they see is through technology. My kids don't even watch TV anymore, really. Not my kids. They generally use their phone yep. is what they're watching. They're watching YouTube or something something on their computer. Right. Um, what's this anime? Like, is that the, 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 the like the, uh, the karate, not the karate, but the, yeah, it's like it's, it's like Japanese cartoons or whatever. Like a Japanese, yeah, 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 Jap- yeah, yeah Japanese yeah. cartoon, animated yeah. Japanese cartoon. Yeah. yeah, like they watch that. Um, so they don't interact with the world the same because of technology. Right. So my conversations with my kids have really been different in terms of um, how they interact with the world, even in terms of how they go about looking at their future. I'm like, well future the tech, technology is the future i mean we right. do everything through technology so now you got to kind of look at what you want to do through the lens of technology um so i mean my whole conversation has changed but one of the things i've had to do john I, I don't know if you do this at all probably not at the phase yet with your kids but i'm trying to become more savvy with with like i'm i understand technology and all that for me my age group right. but i'm trying to become even more savvy with it right to understand Cause I'm sitting there looking at my son and he's, he's got this one YouTuber that he watches that, um, you know, plays Madden. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he's watching the guy play the game, play the video game. And that's the whole, he just sits there and watch this other guy play the my, video game. My kids do it too. That, well, the whole life of me, I'm like, you sitting there watching a dude play a video game. Like we got you a $300 video game system over there. You can play the game yourself. Yeah. But, but you, you want to watch and this and this kid, and look, I, I have more power to him. But this kid's getting rich, literally, yep. getting yep. rich off of that. So my conversation changed. I'm like, well, what do you know about YouTube? What do you know? Like, what do you, what do you foresee yourself being able to do with this type of thing? So, like, I just try to embrace it as much as I can, it, as long as it's healthy. I try to embrace it and and let my conversation surround it because that's what they understand. Like, I can, I can go back all day long and say. All kind of stuff about how it was 10 years ago 15 years ago they've never seen that so right. they can't relate to it right. <laughs> so. and, and you know for me it's interesting because i work with kids um, oh yeah that's right so you know working in working in school i have advisees ninth grade advisees this year and i and i talk with them all the time about you know their digital uh footprint right um their digital life and and what that looks like it feels like and 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 how important it is to be um, very careful with um, what they choose to share online. And I say that as someone who's sitting here with a podcast sharing everything online, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're in their young lives, like just trying to, to really um, uh, be very cautious about like doing too much online yeah. and, and, and being very intentional about what they're doing and, um, you know, and, and we talk a lot about uh, how there are people who have made careers out of um, doing things on the on the internet, YouTube, podcasts. Um, yeah. You know, the the whole nine and, and young people um, who started off, you know, when they were 13, 14 years old, um, just talking about the things that interest them most. Um, which actually kind of leads into another thing. Um, that I wanted to, to talk about and address, like, and this will this will probably be the last question that we that we talk about today. But the idea of, um, you know, 
uh, and we talked a little bit about this, about uh, um, helping our kids figure out um, what they're interested in, right? Trying to find a trajectory and things like that. But yeah. um, the idea of what does that look like now that you are trying to, to learn more about technology and the kids have technology as a part of everything that they do, um, as you're learning about the, the technology piece, you're learning more about like what they're doing on YouTube and what they're doing on, on social media and things like that. Like how, how has that changed? Like what, what nuances of, of your conversations have changed with them about um, maybe the things that they've already talked about they want to do in the future. Right. So, yeah. you know, uh, have the kids, uh, well, you obviously your older ones are often, you know, running, trying to do in careers and, or starting off in careers. But how has that changed the the conversation, the nuances of the conversation? Yeah, you talking in terms of how they like how they envision the future and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That I've talked to, we talk a lot with our twins about that. Um, my son Micah, um, he's um, very much into technology and things like that. So um, we've even talked about, hey, um, when you look at you no know, Micah's one, he is interested in going to college, so. I say when you when you look at it, um, you know you should look at it through through see if there's a college that has a program that is um, going to help, like help you in the area of technology. You know, um, look at that. Like he definitely is into like production, video production, video. You know, he he like he sits and creates entire videos. He does all the um, uh, the splicing and whatever the terminology is, uh, the editing, the editing, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, all of those things. And he just uses regular, um, you know, free software that you right. can download and pulls them together. So I'm like, you can create a career out of that. I mean, there's entire businesses and organizations that have built platforms around social media and how they brand themselves. And they need people who are professionals that can do that. Absolutely. Um, churches like I, like, if, if I ever decide to pastor again, um, one of the stipulations will be we'll have to have a very strong budget for social media and brand. Like you got to have a set aside budget that you have a person that's paid just to do that. Yeah. So um, that's a real part of, of our society. So, yeah, that's the kind of conversations we have. I, his twin sister, she's an artsy person. So she's very uh, she, she draws and all those things. And so used to do that freehand or used to do that with you know i don't know art pencils and pen you know all that kind of stuff now you do that digitally right you can't everything on a computer yeah yep yeah so so we just we just talk about those things school you know this better than me like all the students have digital devices and they do school through digital about devices and things even in person they still using digital devices right so yeah man so that's the conversation for everything yeah it's interesting it's very interesting and you know it's uh again there are kids uh that are that are the age of 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 your kids right now who have put together just little things kind of that they enjoy doing um on tiktok on youtube uh and have gotten noticed on uh on instagram and they've gotten noticed by big companies i remember seeing a, a young young black guy who uh pretty much he he created this video of his favorite um animation like his favorite characters from cartoons uh-huh. spliced them all together like had the effects in it got contacted by disney wow like, so amazing. i mean you know so that is that's that's the world we live in and that's why when i talk to my advisees about their digital footprint i say you know it's being be intentional yeah. about about the things you're doing like you know yeah. really think about it in a in a very um, meaningful way and, and and you know if it's something that you love great go for it do it yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah that, I mean that's that's awesome well you know <laughs> it's weird it's weird calling you James but I'm gonna say James it's been great talking with you uh, I really really appreciate this um, you know this has been uh, a great opportunity for me to, to kind of sit and chat with you um, which you know I know we've we've talked before but um, I just, I don't think we've ever really had a, a lot of time to just kind of sit and yeah. chat. And I know yeah, this is a very interesting form to do it in um, yeah. with the, with the four people who listen to the podcast. That's my, that's my running joke. We got four people listening. I think it might be more than four now, a couple, nice. couple more than that. But, um, but I do appreciate you taking time to, to do this for, 
um, uh, to take this opportunity to be on Daddy Confessions and, and chat with me. Um, you know, for all those listening, um, if you're interested uh, in Daddy Confessions, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on um, all your favorite podcast platforms. Um, you can check us out. You can subscribe. Um, and um, so thank you, James, for being here. Um, have a great day. Enjoy your family. Uh, tell everyone I said hello. Um, I will. I will. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Appreciate no, no I'm, it's been great. This has been great. This has been another episode. Thanks for listening to Daddy Confessions. Check out the show notes for more information about some of the things we talked about on this podcast and for how to reach me if you would like to be on the podcast. If you like what you heard, click subscribe, share with a friend, and don't forget to give us five-star rating and drop a review on your favorite podcast app.